cool. Well, look at that. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Book Bistro podcast. This is Shannon, and today I am really excited to be talking with author Samantha Veron, who is the author of Sophie Velroux's Paris Stars, which is coming out in the U.S. on October 19th. The first book featuring this character came out last year. So, Samantha, I am really excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm thrilled to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. It's um, great to get back to uh, the U.S. virtually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't really uh, be in the U.S. much currently because of the pandemic. Um, have you been in France like, since the pandemic started? Yeah, I, I haven't been back home for two years, but... That will change in November. I'm coming back home uh, for Thanksgiving. So that's a, a happy story. Yay. We'll travel safely. Um, the numbers are finally starting to come down here a little bit, it looks like. So hopefully you will have a, a safe and fantastic trip. So can we start out? with you giving listeners a little bit of an introduction to this particular chapter in Sophie's life. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, so this book, and it can be read as a standalone. The first book was The Secret French Recipes of Sophie Valroux. This is a follow-up, but there's enough backstory in it where you can you know, make the connection. So in this book, um, Sophie Valroux's Paris Stars, Sophie is a very feisty and a strong um, female character, but she's also uh, vulnerable and she is really wanting uh, her dream, which is Michelin stars. And so as an evil author, which I call myself, I take that away from her for a while where I have her lose her senses of taste and smell because that is the worst thing that could possibly happen to a chef while she's fighting for her dreams. And for a while she's faking it and she doesn't tell anybody <clears throat> Um, about her um, dilemma because she doesn't want to believe it in herself. And that's pretty much like the drive of the story and there's a romance and she's invited to this huge event in Paris that could make or break her with um, lots of unsavory kind of dynasty-like characters. Uh. It's, it's a lot of fun, but for me um, to write her character was to show somebody that was strong yet vulnerable and needs to fight for her dreams no matter what comes at her. And a lot of stuff does um, come at her. So did you find 
many differences, like returning to Sophie's story after you left her um, in the first book? Like, were you, did you kind of know right away that this was going to, that you were going to write more featuring her? Or did that kind of develop for you once you stepped away from writing book one? Well, actually, when I was writing book one, um, I had planned um, three books. It's only uh, two books now. Okay. And I, the, the original title was Flambe, and then the next one would be Brule, where she's burned, oh. <laughs> and then Sucre, where everything, life is sweet, life is sugar. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but I uh, I think I'm finished with um, Sophie's story for now. Maybe okay. there, there there could possibly be a third book because uh, I leave it. Uh, she gets pregnant. Oh shoot! 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 shoot. <laughs> That's a, a okay. spoiler. Yes, yeah, so we will. We, we will that. take it. <laughs> yeah, we will take that right out so that no one will know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Until they read it. <laughs> so did Sophie's character change for you, like as you developed her, or did you feel like you knew her pretty well, like straight off? I feel I knew Sophie's character very, very well because a lot of her drive and ambition comes from within within myself. And of course all of the characters, actually all of them, have a little bit of me in them. The caring ones, the kind ones, snarky ones, you know, <laughs> pull, pull everybody together. Uh, yeah, that's developing um, people. And I think it's important to write characters from the heart, even characters that were not even supposed to like sure because whether a character is likable or unlikable or just kind of like in that gray area you want everyone to be as as well developed and as authentic as possible I imagine so it would be really good to know all of them well and understand their motivations so that you could create them um, in the best possible way yeah I mean I think you know, with Sophie, uh, I was thinking uh, there there have been a couple of comments like, why wouldn't she go to the doctor immediately ah, uh-huh. uh, after she lost? But she has so much pride uh, within herself that, and if she admitted she was ill or sick, mm-hmm. Or, or people found out uh, she was mostly protecting everything around her and the people around her. So her motivations for keeping it a secret and not going to a doctor and not a spoiler because it's on the back of the book, <laughs> the book cover copy. So. Well, I think, you know, there are a lot of people in real life who know that something isn't quite right with them but they don't want to deal with what that might mean or, you know, they have a lot of anxiety about doctors. So people don't always just, you know, rush on to the doctor, um, even if perhaps that would be the best choice, you know, looking at it rationally. So I think that makes a lot of sense for a character 
like Sophie, who, whose dream is like hinging on, you know, this one aspect of her life, like what happens when that's gone and yeah. you, you don't want to, like, it'd be so easy to just like go to the doctor and perhaps like, you know, deal with it, but that's not really what people do all the time. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of the way I roll too, if you will. Ah, like not a big fan of doctors. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just somebody that would rather um, just stick it out. So, yeah, a lot of Sophie uh, is in me, and I just said, uh, "You can punch me in the arm." <laughs> <laughs> So did you always know that you wanted to write or is this something that was kind of a, a surprise, like something that, that just kind of developed for you? Uh, when it comes to my writing career, I've always been an avid reader. I mean, a voracious reader. I Yay. could read like my library card was like full and my parents made sure when I was growing up, I like at the age of six to 10, I read a classic a week. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't think I would be a writer. It just kind of happened. I started writing middle grade at first uh, and then young adult and then it turned into my memoirs and then now woman's fiction. So just call me a Renaissance woman, I guess. <laughs> well, I think there is, you know, space in the book world for all of those things. So I think, you know, whatever people are called to write and whatever stories come out of them, um, I think there are always people that are ready and waiting to devour them. Yeah, so my background truly was advertising and working as an artist, as a creative director. But with writing, I can actually do the art with the, the characters. And I was also, I attended uh, the Chicago Academy perform for performing and visual arts for voice. Oh, I was a voice major in college. Really? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. I studied classical voice. Um, I started to study when I was 11 and then I went all the way up through my undergrad. Um, and then I, I stopped, but Yes, I have been um, a classical musician for a very long time. That, that, that's amazing and really like wonderful um, to share the, that uh, with you. Yes. Yeah, I, I was a mezzo-soprano. <laughs> Voila. Mezzos are the best. Um, I think that is, you know, so many people kind of covet that like first soprano, you know, they want to be like the really high sparkly people um, oh, I do that. <laughs> but I was always always a mezzo and and so just like happy there um you know it was 
just that nice, comfortable range for me. And I personally think that mechos have some of the best parts. So, <laughs> yeah. So to, to wind it back, so with acting and singing and doing all that stuff, I kind of, kind of found a happy medium with um, writing to pull this <laughs> back together. Yeah. And so I can sing on the page, act out sing, scenes, um, develop characters and worlds. And, you know, it's a, a lot of fun. Did you ever consider like reading your own audio stuff or were you always um, kind of content just to be like in the, you know, the writer, but not necessarily the, the voice actor for it? I don't think I would be a good voice actor for it. Quite honestly, I mean, how many times have I said, um, <laughs> we'll <laughs> chalk it up to that. I say um a lot and I would probably just trip over my own two feet because I get nervous and not that I'm shy, but I do get uh, a little um. <laughs> Yes. To throw another one in, antsy mm -hmm. and nervous. So, no. And I that, think that's fair. He uh, did such an amazing job, and she has all the accents down. I was able to listen to the first book. You're lucky you got um, the second book. Um, yes. Valru's Pair of Stars. I haven't heard it yet. It is so, so good in audio. I was very, very impressed. Um, I've listened to Amani before and I've always really liked her and she just did such a great job here. She has a wonderful voice. I think, you know, sometimes with her voice is soft and sultry and it brings you into the experience sometimes I've I've heard a couple audiobooks and when uh, the reader is like nye, nye, and you it's just like stop <laughs> <laughs> but with her uh you're wrapped into her her voice it's incredible and I it wouldn't even say my words because when I heard her read the secret French recipes of Sophie Valru. I was just like, wow. Were you able to participate in the narrator choice? Like, did you choose her or was she someone that your publisher suggested? I was sent um, five people to choose from for the first book. Okay. And she was just it. The moment I heard her uh, speak and her real, I think they had to read a sample chapter. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, hands down, Imani. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm so glad that she was able to return for the yeah, follow-up. Me too. I can't wait to hear the second book. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so well done. It's always a little jarring when like someone reads the first book and then they have to switch narrators for whatever reason, like for the second one. And you're like, whoa, like what happened to the first person? So I was really glad to see her back again. I can't wait. <laughs> you're ahead of me. <laughs> 
So you said that you were pretty sure that you were done with Sophie's story for now. So what can readers expect next from you? Ooh, good question. So I'm finally able to announce uh, this news and it's been under my vest or chest or wherever for four months. <laughs> I have a new book coming out with Berkeley. It will release in 2023 and it's called The Spice Master at Bistro Exotique. Beautiful. And it's so much fun. There's slight magical realism because I'm a huge fan of that. And I think I bring more of my own humor into it. My mom says I'm funny. Right. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Um, <laughs> but there, there. it's humorous. It's more romance and oh. food and... I'm really excited about it. I think I'm more me in this book, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I think, you know, every author goes through kind of an evolution where their voice, you know, kind of changes and you get to kind of see who people are, like different aspects of people um, by the way they write. So it'll be interesting to see sort of that different side of, of who you are as a writer writing, you know, a slightly different type of story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it is the evolution and it's, I, I mean, I love Sophie. Sophie is an amazing character and there could be a potential for a third book I could pick up from the ending, but, you know, also sometimes you have to move on as a writer and find a new world, a new character. Sure. So you mentioned that you read a lot. And so I'm wondering what kind of things you read when you're just reading for pleasure. Like, do you have a specific genre that you gravitate toward? Or do you read kind of all over the map? Like, What, what kind of things do you enjoy? I read all over the map uh, for like books that I picked out, I, I read, oh my gosh, uh, Where Are the Crawdads Sing? Um, oh, yes. And Anthony Dewar's, um, what is the title? All the- All the Light We Cannot See. Yes. <clears throat> and then I read a lot of um, Berkeley authors, um, friends of mine. So Lynn Lyle Butler. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, I love Lynn, um, Kate, and I never knew I liked cozy mysteries. I adore cozy mysteries now because of Kate. Denise Kate. Williams, How to Feel at Flirting, and oh, yes. book that's coming out. Uh, gosh, uh, Falling, Falling, uh, the title is... Uh, the Fastest Way to Fall? The Fastest Way to Fall, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, so I read uh, a lot of Berkeley authors. We actually, we kind of have a group and we grew up together. So Somia Dave as well. Oh, Somia, I, I love her so much. I do too. So we have a tiny group of Berkeley authors and we all share reads 
And so I read them. And then outside of my group, uh, I read for other people. I try and help authors, not everybody because, um, that comes to me, but uh, I had a guy that wrote a memoir and it was absolutely amazing and I loved his pitch and I loved him and I actually met him through Sonia, Dave. And yeah, for pleasure right now I'm reading Beach Read. Emily Henry. Yep. Yeah. Yes, also she was. Penguin author <laughs> she was on the podcast um, earlier this year for people we meet on vacation. Um, and she, she is lovely. So what do you do when you aren't reading or writing? Like what kind of things interest you aside from books? I cook. Ah, I cook a lot. And I have to be heavily inspired to do something like uh, fantastic. But that's what I do. And I also love shooting the food I cook. So i am um, become a food photographer. So I'm an at-home French cook and uh, a food photographer. <laughs> for well, my those, those things work very well, especially given that food plays a big part in your books. So that's actually... Very cool. I like that. We did an episode um, of the podcast several months ago about books that center around food. And there are so many really awesome like food romances yeah. that just make me so happy. I probably connected with every single author that has written a food centric book. <laughs> I'm particularly excited um, about the Sonali Dev um, Raja series that starts with pride, prejudice, and other yeah, flavors. I've read and I'm connected with Sonali and she's great. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. She, she has some really great stuff. Like this series, I think is my favorite of the stuff that she's done, but all of her stuff has just such a, a rich cast of characters and phenomenal world building. Um, I just, I think, I think she's amazing. Me too. I think um, she's great. And um, yeah, Pride and Prejudice. What, no, um, what was it? Pride, Prejudice and Other Flavors. Yes. Yeah. And so it kind I of read, does that um, like retelling thing too. Like it, you know, she takes Jane Austen and kind of turns, you know, some of the classics like on their heads. And I, I love it. Yeah, I haven't read the latest one, but it's on my list. Eventually, um, I'll get to it. As you can imagine, I've had a lot of reading to do and a lot of writing. <laughs> I'm sure you have. And I'm guessing that you get like a bunch of the early copies too, so that you can like promote them and like put blurbs up for yeah. them. And yeah, yes. I'm, I, I'm lucky in that aspect um, completely. One of uh, the books that I recently read and loved uh, a little bit ago is Dial A for uh, Aunties. Yes. yes, yes, 
Yes. And I'm lucky because my editor is Jesse's editor. And so, yeah, I got an early copy of that book and I'm going to. Do you have an early copy of the second one too? For aunties and a wedding, I think. Yes. Yes. No, but I'm going to get one. (laughs) Oh, oh, the, the envy is, is real. Yeah. <laughs> the envy is so real. I, I think I should email my editor now and say, send me the book now. And yes. <laughs> yes. Dial A for aunties was, I think, one of the best things I've read in 2021. And I am so excited for the second book. I am too. Yeah. I love that the aunties are, are traveling. <laughs> so... Before I let you dash off to your pre-release activities, I just want to know if you can let listeners know the best place to find you online. Oh, I'm everywhere. Uh, I think the most fun listeners will have would be with me on Instagram. And so that's Samantha underscore Vrond on Instagram. Same thing, Facebook, author Samantha Verhont, yeah. And then I'm on Twitter, but I'm not really great with um, Twitter, quite honestly. <laughs> Twitter's kind of a scary place. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't know how to break through the noise. So Instagram's like my go-to, and then my author Facebook page, my personal page. <clears throat> Do you have um, an author website as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Samantha, and I really have to update that too. Thank you for reminding me. So it's uh, s- simply my name, samanthavrond.com. Perfect. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule. We are recording pretty close to release day. So I imagine things are kind of amping up for you. And I appreciate you carving out some time to chat with me today. And I thank you for having me. Yeah. So it's one week from today. So yes, yes, it's almost here. And again, we have been discussing Sophie Valroux's Paris Stars by Samantha Viral. And now we will stop the recording. Or we will try anyway. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do it. (laughs) Well, technology is not always my friend. And sometimes it just like sits here and like doesn't actually do what I want it to do.